I'm Mel Stewart and we're on the pool deck of the U.S. Olympic Trials 2021 and we have two very special guests. Today we're talking with Leadership Athena and this is kind of special because there hasn't been a change in leadership in a very, very long time. Stay tuned. So how long have you been the, the executive director of FEMA? It's, it, it's been a very long time. How long's it been? <laughs> I think, who's counting, eight days. <laughs> eight days, so it's eight days, you're shot out of the cannon. Right. Give, me, give me a perspective on, well, let, let me frame it this way. Uh, we talked to chief executives from NGBs and they always, when they come in, they say they're gonna do a listening tour, sometimes at six, nine months a year. How long's your listening tour, buddy? I think you got a pretty packed calendar. Yeah, that's exactly right because from when I first sat in my office, 365 or 364 days from that day, we'll have gone through COVID Olympics. We'll have gone through two world championships. Uh, it doesn't give me a ton of time to come up for air. It's really kind of get started, uh, triage, uh, learn from my mistakes, and just keep going and really just get through the calendar, learn as much as I can along the way. So while I'm listening, I'm learning. You. You have a great resume. You were at Mansion Council for the Court of Arbitration for Sport. You know, uh, based on smarter people than I am that I've spoken to, they said that you know you could have gone on a track. You could have been a commissioner. You could have gone front office professional oh. sports, but you chose FINA. You chose swimming, diving, water polo, and artistic swimming. What what, what brought you to us? I think starting from the perspective of I was at the CAS and I was exposed to a lot of different asset uh, areas of of sport. Uh, federations, clubs, uh, leagues, athletes, and sort of just projecting where I wanted my career to go, it was always in the area of an IF, and I always wanted to have the ability to pursue bigger things within an IF. And it wasn't, immediately, it wasn't FINA that I was searching for. It was really the IF that I felt was stable enough, but was ready to launch. And so I was looking, you know, different IFs and sort of seeing, okay, what does the landscape look like in the next few years and who might open up and who might not. So when this job became available, it was kind of the, the chills kind of go through you, right? Because you kind of go back and think, wow, uh, this is a sport that I actually like. It's a sport that I actually, you know, was a part of my life, a good part of my life. It was the sport that taught me to get up in the morning, right? So that plus the, the, the legal side, the business side, the career side of me, was kind of like a nice little marriage. And so that really was the driving force to pursue this particular position because it was sort of a perfect marriage in my life, my professional and personal life. Now, a lot of swimmers have a lot of respect for athletes and other sports. We, maybe we, we glorify them a little bit. We understand you played D1 lacrosse. How serious of a lacrosse player were you and how late have you taken that into your life? <laughs> You're baiting me here. I'm baiting you. No, no, I, I learned some information off camera. It was pretty cool. I want him to unpack uh, it. Look, I mean, uh, let's be real. I was, I was, a, I was an average lacrosse player. I did play Division One lacrosse. Um, you know, I, I kept the stick in my hand for for as long as I could. Uh, lost, lost the game as a player for a little bit. But I think, you know, as I think athletes often can relate to, you know, it's it's hard to know when to stop. Yeah, it's it's hard to really know when it's time to give up. Give up is a terrible word. It's time to know it's sort of hang it up or. or admit to yourself that maybe you need to do other things and I struggled with that I really struggled with that side of, of being even you know an athlete which is difficult to say when you're standing on the pool deck of the Olympic trials but um, I was turning 40 several years ago and I thought you know what this could be the right opportunity for me to give 
give it one more go. So I committed myself for about a year and a half, trained hard, made the national team in Switzerland and played in the world championships at 40, which was, uh, <laughs> which was, you know, <laughs> which was a good and bad move. But, uh, but at the end of the day, it was really a good way for me to say goodbye. And it was a good way to me to, to know at that point that I was finally ready to, to, uh, to move on to other things. Okay, a little disciplined. Sounds like you're a fighter. It, it, based on my research, it, it sounds like you've been an anti-doping advocate. Is that fair to say? I would disagree with the word advocate. I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm an advocate or a fan of fair sport, clean sport. Um, it's, it's never easy to, to, to be, you know, I'm not a prosecutor, right? I'm not out there trying to, to hammer people. I'm just advocating that, you know, everybody should be given a chance to have a fair fight. What does that mean? I don't really know what that means. I just know that I'm there to support clean sport. I'm there to make sure that when these swimmers get in the, the pool, whatever I can do to ensure that they're gonna fight each other in a very fair manner, that's that's fine by me. That's what I want. That's my that's my goal. Okay, well, we we need to bring in on the Swim Swam podcast. We'll dive deep into some more topics. We wanted sure. to do some bio questions just to get to know you. This isn't this question isn't for Dale. Fina does have a, a reputation for slow change, slow okay. change. So there's a lot of excitement about a 42 year old executive. First, first question: Does it make you nervous? Because you seem young. And secondly, uh, how are you going to change that culture? I don't feel young. Uh, I hope I look young. Um, am I nervous? Yeah, I think naturally I am. I'm not scared. I think, you know, nerves can be a good thing. The nerves are kind of what drives me. Nerves are what keeps me in check. Um, I'm not scared about not succeeding. That I think will succeed. Uh, I think you know, we've got a great, there's a great core group of people at the heart of FINA. And I think that is what nerve, or calms my nerves. You know, knowing that I have support people around me, knowing that I have far more experience than I do. I mean, age, okay, what does that mean? Nothing, really. I have still a lot of life experience, perhaps not in, in numbers or days, but I have a lot of experience that I think I can share and offer. Uh, in slow culture, well, I think that's why I'm here. I think I'm here to stop that idea that change needs to come slowly. Um, one of my negative characteristics probably is I'm an impatient. So with that comes a natural desire to move quickly. Um, so with that natural desire, I think things will go quicker. Um, and I don't think we have time to sit on our heels. I don't think we have time to wait. The world's moving fast, sports moving fast, it's evolving. And yeah, maybe we've been sitting back a little bit too slow for a while, but I think I can change that. I think I can push agendas that perhaps in the past weren't so pushed. And I'm just pleased to be given the role to do it. Please been given the torch and handed down to to lead the light, you know, I'm not to be cliche, but I think that's sort of how I look at myself. Previous conversations you've talked about, this is very much so international worldview, but the elephant in the room is you are here at the US Olympic trials. What, yeah. what brings you here to this big event? Well, exactly that, it's a big event. It's an important event for, for the US. It's an important event for, for swimming. And these are some of the top swimmers in the world. I think it's important to show them that I'm here uh, to support them. Uh, we've got a tremendous number of volunteers here. We've got a tremendous number of coaches here. Uh, tremendous number of people who love swimming. And we're here to, so, to show them that, you know, yeah, we may be sitting in Lausanne, Switzerland, but we're here. We're always here. Uh, and me being here is the first sort of step to show them that I'm not going anywhere. You know, and I will be here, I will be here back again, and I will see them in Tokyo, and I'll see them all over the world. And I want them to know that our doors are always open. Uh, I want them to know that my phone's always on. And I think being here and showing them my face, talking to them, engaging with them, is the first step to doing the thing to talk about, which is making change quickly. 
I got Dale Newberg, I got him all to myself. When you're standing in any room with a volunteer, no one has as much experience as Dale. Dale is the consummate pro in the room. Dale, I'm a little disappointed. I just want to say something. I always thought you'd be president of FINA. What happened? I, I got to start there. I, I just have to do it. I have, uh, I've had a great, uh, a great role with, with FINA over the last 21 years as vice president for the next four years. Uh, in finality, I'll be the, the treasurer for FINA. And, my my view has always been to have uh, have impact, be, be able to do something that impacts the sport, and that comes about irrespective of title and position. But when, when I feel I can have an impact, that's what what motivates me. Well, when I think about you, I think about the, the end of my career and then into the '90s when you became president of USA Swimming, and there was a changing of the guard in terms of our executive director, our leadership. And it was, you were the head of that search committee. You were part of that search committee that found the new executive and we had great changes. Athlete partnership agreement, athletes getting paid more, annually golden goggles, which is a big gala event, very well done. And venues like this, and it was new blood, it was creative thinking. It feels like this moment with Brent, we're experiencing that all over again. You were the head of the search committee. What, what, you tell me. I think there's a lot of similarities. Uh, Chuck Wilgus provided incredible leadership for USA Swimming, but more importantly, for our sport. And he was a man of both vision, uh, enthusiasm, energy, and, and wanted to effectuate change, and was able to do that in a really productive way. Uh, Chuck and I had actually been good friends. I, I was actually his landlord uh, in the Pan Am building in Indianapolis when he was the executive director of Canoe Kayak. And at that time, Canoe Kayak had more sponsorship support than USA Swimming. And that was a testament to his abilities to lead a small organization to uh, great heights. We think similarly with, with Brent. Um, it, it would have been easy, frankly, to uh, to hire someone who's 60 or 65 years old, who has 20 or 25 more years of experience than Brett. It would be easy to do that, and we could rationalize or justify that by saying, let's get a really experienced guy or gal, let's make sure that we have someone who's sat in a similar chair to do this. We didn't want to do that. We really wanted to project um, some youthful, and that for us is an early 40s, 42 years old, um, image for our sport. Our, 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 it's a beautiful sport and we need to have good young leadership and that's really what I'm dedicating myself to at this point is making sure that we have a chance for good young leaders to come forward because the talent here in the United States and elsewhere is incredible. You know, it's something that we, we take for granted. We, we're, we're very passionate about swimming, we're very passionate about our core sports. We're very, we're very, we, we don't see beyond our own community but the strength of swimming the strength of all aquatic sports is going to come from the rest of the world developing. What can you give us a peek into the plan and the vision for what that looks like over the next three or four quads? Yeah. You know, um, our sport is 209 federations worldwide, and what I've said to people over over this time, if you go back to the 1980s, we had uh, half this number of federations. So. Frankly, a, a gold medal today, a medal at the Olympic Games, participation in the Olympic Games, more difficult than ever because it truly is a world sport. 
um, that's a really good thing for us because we have an impact worldwide. And the United States certainly is a leader and it will be recognized for its accomplishment. But it will also be recognized for its interest in promoting the development of the sport worldwide. Because the, the more the sport develops, the harder it is to achieve greatness, but it also brings out all those competitive elements. And I compare it to the NCAA program. We have about 40% of the athletes competing at the NCAA championships are international athletes. And from time to time, there's been a call to limit that or even eliminate that. It has worked out really well for the United States because those athletes have pushed American athletes to greater heights. And you know that from your own career at Tennessee that you swam against some great international swimmers in collegiate competition, not just when you got to the World Championship. When we've seen FINA in the, in the news, we see our official news, we see the official messaging, but we also see the FINA in context of the International Swimming League, ISL. And that relationship, a relationship's complicated. It, it, at times, it's been contentious. Is, is, there a, is there a future for both? Is, is the calendar, is there a calendar that works? Well, there's a future for organizations and individuals to be able to come into our sport and to conduct good competition and to do that in a way that, that promotes swimming uh, around the world. Uh, FINA does not have an interest in looking for so-called unauthorized events. In fact, there are hundreds that take place in the United States. There are thousands of these events that take place around the world. Uh, some of the best events that, that we know, uh, if it's the NCAA competition, likely not to be sanctioned by USA Swimming, um, but FINA isn't looking to either uh, curtail that, shut it down, it's looking to support that and to make sure that there are opportunities for athletes to have both good competition and also to win prize money and to have the kind of experience in the sport that's positive. FINA has, on an annual basis in swimming, about 25 to 30 days a year. Um, that leaves another 300 plus. And we really welcome uh, entities that are going to look for ways to grow our sport, promote it, make it better, give athletes more opportunities. We look at the professional leagues that truly are 365 day a year operations. We're not that right now. And that, well, someday swimming will be a sport that that provides an opportunity virtually every weekend, like uh, like golf or tennis and, and other sports. That's that's a good thing. And obviously not every athlete's gonna compete every weekend and so on, but um, our, our sport has still a lot of room to grow. We welcome, we welcome individuals, welcome organizations that are gonna help us do that.